It's time to watch The Muppet Show with special guest Charles Aznavour. today yeah real obnoxious doug i have a question for you oh what before we really start mm-hmm. i was thinking about this before so two cartoons from the 90s beetlejuice and the ghostbusters each have a main character that in the mo- in the live action films were villains uh-huh. and then they're friends in the cartoons yeah beetlejuice is like a straight up bad guy in the movie oh yeah and then he's he in the cartoons he's like yeah. he's like you know, besties with Lydia. Yeah. And Slimer's like a bro to the Ghostbusters. Yeah, I don't understand why that is. He's a buddy. Do you have any other cartoon examples is my question for you? Um, hmm. Anything live action to cartoon? Did they do that? They were big on that in the 90s. It was a huge thing. And even they made like, video games of everything, too. Yeah, even like, um, thinking now, like, remember, there was a Little Mermaid animated series. There was Timon and Pumbaa had their own animated Page Master series. had an animated like, series. why would all these things... There's no, like, untread ground in any of these properties. No. Tiny You're Toon Adventures? you drag them out. That wasn't a movie, but, like, remember Tiny Toons? Tiny Toons holds up. I like Tiny Toons. You know what doesn't hold up? <laughs> Muppet Babies. Muppet babies. <laughs> that was really rough, and, uh... Yeah, we watched the Muppet Babies, and it was... It was roof stoof. It was it rough. It really, really was. I don't know why it was so rough. The pacing is terrible. Yeah. It's so slow. It's so slow. But we also it's watched... Kind of a bummer. We watched The Muppets! The Muppets! It's time to watch The Muppet Show. With Charles Aznavar. <laughs> Charles Aznavar. Charles Aznavar. So uh, oh, with Charles Aznavar? Oh, it was Charles Aznavar. Probably. Yeah. I think that's more, that's <laughs> probably, probably more accurate. Probably was. Charles <laughs> um, So I have my notes here. You want me to kind of just jump into yeah, the premise of this I episode? I remembered my notes this time. There you go. Okay, so we watched the Charles Aznavar episode of The Muppet Show, and here is the synopsis. When he's unable to get a spot on the show, Gonzo asks Scooter to be his manager. Scooter thinks Gonzo should do a rock act by banging a large rock with a mallet. Question. Mm-hmm. I know. Put a pin in that. <laughs> I know you're. I know I shouldn't be asking a question right now. In do you remember that episode of the Powerpuff Girls when they create a rock band? Mojo Jojo creates a rock yes. band, and with then like to... several members of like the Gangrene Gang and like other bad guys, right? Yeah, him. He's in it, mm-hmm. and then they get um, the Powerpuff Girls get. That fake Yoko Ono monkey. Oh my god. Yes, 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 yes. It's done like a behind the music. Yeah. The episode. Yes. Shit, I want to watch that. Okay, let's watch that next time, okay? Will you save that for next time? Yes. (laughs) We're going to continue this thread now. This is like, we're talking in. But I was just saying, the rock joke, I Mm -hmm. think the Powerpuff Girls steal that because Gonzo hits the rock with a mallet, and then the Powerpuff Girls, Mojo Jojo, Brings a big rock and really? is like, I keep hitting this thing. Sorry. No, stop doing that. It, yeah. We'll, we'll watch it. We'll watch it. Oh my God. I forgot about that episode. Did you see that they're adapting the Powerpuff Girls to a live action series for the CW? 
What? Diablo Cody is writing it. Get out. <laughs> oh my. It is about the Powerpuff Girls in their late 20s, early 30s, now miserable that they spent their entire youth fighting crime. <gasps> oh, girl. Learning to... This sounds really fun. Live. And what about the doctor? Do they, like, hate him? The professor, I oh, don't know. Professor. The professor's being played by Donald Faison from Scrubs and Clueless. Oh, my God. It sounds so weird, and I'm, like, all about it. I think that sounds hilarious. I have to watch that, actually. Yeah, that it should be on the CW like, next year. so much fun. Yeah, it really does. Especially, like, Diablo Cody tackling it, I mm-hmm. think we'll just add that <laughs> layer that you really need. So good. All right, so back to your synopsis. Back to the premise. Later... Gonzo tries female impersonation in a dress and blonde wig. This was terrible drag, by the way. Girl wouldn't could not, could not cut it on RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, cur. Oh, cur. But say that Scooter anymore. gives up. Man- oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But Scooter gives up managing when Gonzo eats his contract. Yeah, they didn't show that on set, though. So I have to say, before we dive in, mm-hmm. no Wayne and Wanda in this episode. Love it. Not not even one Wayne. Too much not Gonzo, even one Wanda. Not Gonzo. Too much Scooter. Too much Scooter. Um, but what I realized <laughs> after watching them up at Babies is, fuck Skeeter. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad Skeeter is not around. You were so... Um, Gung ho like on you Skeeter. Were, yeah, you were really championing it's Skeeter. It's like one of those things... Okay, so it kind of reminds me of that TikTok where they go, what's classy if you're rich or trashy if you're poor? And to me, this... And a lot of people are like, Florida. Like, mm-hmm. that's the joke. <laughs> but um, to me, this is like... What's really fun and the most amazing thing when you're a kid and then when you're an adult doesn't hold up. I know those yeah. things aren't the same, but they feel like the same to me. And that's Muppet Babies. Muppet I Babies. finally got it out of her system. We watched an episode of the Muppet Babies yeah. after we watched the episode Wasn't of the good. Muppets. And I hated it. Uh, I didn't hate it. I just didn't love it's it. It's a lot, man. I'd watch that on one point. Are you two, teasing three. now for the Patreon? or? Yeah, I'm pa- teasing for the Patreon. I mean, we're going to watch more. Like We're going to watch Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. It's Muppet adjacent. No, it's sure. Not. <laughs> They're stealing jokes from the Muppets. Of course, it is. Well, that's it. Is kind of interesting that I guess everybody steals from something. Yes, and this episode is a banger. This episode was so good. So it opens up with one of the best solo Muppet acts. I guess there was like little girls in the background, but there was this kind of like this Muppet act singing "I Feel Pretty" like and a it's freaky creep. And it starts out where it's this, like, very pretty sort of looking, nice looking Muppet who then, like, takes off her nose. And I have to note that this is the first time where I actually heard a female voice a Muppet. Yeah. Not the... Like, finally. Yeah. But <laughs> but then it changes back to a male voice. But it was really funny. Like, she, like, takes off her nose. She's singing, I feel pretty. Then she I changes like her face. she changes the nose and it changes, like, the voice, voice and everything. Really and then she puts on like a gigantic nose. Yeah, like a almost like the whole side, the size of the face. Yeah, nose. it was a, it was like one of those like gag noses with the glasses. It was like big as hell. It's kind of interesting to see them do this this week after just last week's episode that we watched, where the Muppet took off all of its features and put it in a box. Oh so it's yeah, like they're really starting to play with what deconstructing Muppets and what and... makes a Muppet, like what you know, like the yeah. exact components because. These components are all kind of the same and interchangeable, and it's cool to see the way that they alter one to create another. And it made me wonder if maybe some of the background characters are just like, here's a body. Well, okay, we need kind of like a... Get me those eyes. Yeah, 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 get me the weird eyes. And I I need a little nose, Mm -hmm. just a ball, and, you know, like, whatever. Do they build... 
And are they just Velcro? These extras, yeah. It was really cool to see how easy it was. Like, she took her hair off. She took... She changed her mouth and her Yeah, teeth. she put in this, like, flap mouth. Yeah. It was very weird. It was well done. It was so cool. The editing was good. It was just... It was really fun. And I recommend just watching the video of this, the I Feel Pretty sketch. It was funny. It was... Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. And then we go backstage where we have Gonzo and Kermit, and there is a Van Gogh joke. I feel like, could you tell a Van Gogh joke nowadays? Do people know that about Van Gogh and his ear? And I don't know. It was a little highbrow. It was a little a, highbrow, but it was just funny. Just tossed away. It wasn't, you know, yeah. there was no, like, real fanfare for it. It was a good joke. It was too. a good joke. It was a really good joke. I liked that. And Gonzo talks about being an artist. I thought that that was kind of funny. That Lots of up. talk in this episode about Gonzo and his art. His art, yeah. And his performing his art. You know, I kind of like Gonzo's voice. In this show, I do. Not and in it Muppet It changes movies. a lot. Like Gon- By the Muppets Gonzo's movie, it's a little like different. Yeah, yeah, he's gravelier. and This is a soft gravel, this episode yeah. of Gonzo. It's like a softy. It's like you, almost, you have a lot of sympathy for him. Like, you want to like Gonzo. He does have kind of like a... Uh, like but, a, yeah. down on his luck to his Yeah, voice. but it's not like it it's like it it's teetering on being annoying, but it's endearing. Mm-hmm. And he has shown himself to only be kind of sad and like yeah, but maybe he's, lost is better to say. Like yeah, he's lost. just a little lost. He knows he wants to be a part of this show and that he has things to offer and He doesn't quite know how to express himself. He he's doesn't he's know how to very failure it. to launch and he's you know, Gonzo, remember how I talked about every Muppet being like in a thing of a piece of Jim Henson? Mm-hmm. I feel like if it were me, Gonzo would be me in my very early 20s. Mm-hmm. Like, I want attention. I know I can do stuff, but I just don't know how to express it. Yeah. Gonzo so I'm just annoying. Comes <laughs> off almost as if he has like, like imposter syndrome yeah. too. Like, just like he knows what he can do. But he doesn't know if he can do it kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. weird. And he doesn't really know how to show people what he can do or no. like convince people that what he does, you know, people would like. Mm-hmm. And he, I think he trusts other people. So this episode has a lot to do with um, him wanting Scooter to be his manager and essentially like give him acts and tell him I'm, what to do. We like really, I think, are starting to dissect these Characters. characters, yeah. Because I'm wondering if Gonzo's putting Scooter as his, having Scooter be his manager, if that would help spread out some of the blame. Like if this oh, doesn't land, yeah. Well, my manager mm-hmm. told me that this was good. This could be a good pivot for me, and mm, yeah. it's maybe a little bit on them. I feel that, and it's also like, oh, somebody's interested in me and giving me attention and saying, yeah. and they like believe in me, mm-hmm. but. You know, really, like, Scooter just, I think, is looking... I feel like there's something behind Scooter. Like, I'm a little suspicious of Scooter. I I completely agree. Yeah. I want to know if we will ever see this uncle. I don't know if there truly is an uncle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I but... wouldn't be surprised if we see Scooter in, like, a big coat with, like, a hood on, and he's like, I'm Uncle you know, yeah, whatever. oh my like, god, I'm Vincent, adult man. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> or like, if the owner of the club has no relation to Scooter. <laughs> yeah, and he's just full of shit. <laughs> and he just has the gall to like say it. <laughs> oh god. So then, um, 
Then there's what did I have, have dancing 100% artist 100% stolen my job Megan Oh I'm going I have my notes you today I'm like oh my let's job. let's move and ride along our song <laughs> and our backstage we go to our first guest act which is an old fashioned way this, this was, was originally cut fun. from the DVD, so I am glad that we watched it on <gasps> Disney+. Plus. Why did they cut this? This is know. just like the Jim Neighbors episode when they cut that amazing act yeah. because this act was so effing good. Yes, I completely agree. It had those, um, those I don't, like human size people, I almost want to call them. Because they, they are, that just reminds me of Clerks too. <laughs> they're human-sized <laughs> Muppets that are, they must be like They the have faces with no eyes. Because they're like The same French gangly. guy. Yeah, the French guy was there, mm-hmm. and then there was another gentleman who looked like him, and then two women that looked like him also. Mm-hmm. But with, like, dreamy eyes, but with no eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Like, no eyes, but hair, and looked very 70s. Yeah, it, they were like Farrah Fawcett. Oh, Fe- yeah. Featureless Farrah Fawcett. Yeah. Featureless Farrah Fawcett. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, Dougie. Honestly, I loved this. I didn't want this to end. I was like, ooh, it's so good. They keep, oh, and I, I just, like, he was singing. It was fun. It looked like it was a technical pain in the ass to do. Oh, yeah, he danced with, actually, the Muppet, who we learn her name later on, and she's always in the at the dance, and her name is Mildred Hockstadter. Hockstadter, yeah. Mildred Hockstadter. My handwriting is... Terrible. You're, yeah, you're looking at where it says what it is. Yeah, my notes are like really bad. Yeah, Mildred has been a recurring member of Athens. She has like this really beaky nose. She kind of has the same nose that the sand worms do in Beetlejuice. How you like, sh- or like when Beetlejuice makes Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis yes. into like, yeah, they stretch out their faces. Yeah. Yeah, Mildred's usually... Wait, or do they do that to themselves, don't they? they do it to themselves. Yeah, I think they do it to themselves. But Mildred's usually seen in, like, the At The Dance with George. Yeah. She's often dancing with him. And and we do see her dancing with George later, actually. In a different outfit. A lot of Mildred this episode. A lot of Mildred. I liked it. Okay, so that was great. And then Scooter again. I'm doing Doug's job. Mm -hmm. Scooter then goes to Kermit and talks about managing Gonzo. Yeah. I love how just kind of dismissive Kermit is to Scooter, and he's like, I hired you as a gopher. But also, Kermit's right. Like, yeah, Kermit's you right. You can't take on another job if you're already doing poorly at the job Yeah, that you're not you even doing your do. job. Like, where were you, like, three episodes ago? You weren't even there. Yeah. Yeah, you're... Good job, Scooter. You're, you know, a stagehand, a, a PA, a, you know, you're, you need yeah, to be Yeah, he's like a PA. Do your job, dude. Yeah. What the fuck? And he does have that really cool jacket. He has a very Every time cool I see jacket. him, I'm like, his jacket is really cool. And I actually also really you should get those jackets. I know. And I also really <laughs> I'm sorry, bump the mic. And I also really like his um coloring. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, the color orange that he is is a really nice color orange. Matched with like the deeper orange yes. for his hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's yeah. very cool. Yeah. It reminds me of what do you ever like okay, when you were a kid and you know there's like crayons or whatever, and then like your parents get you like the big box of crayons with like so many Yeah, suddenly you have six oranges. And you're just like, yeah. oh my god. Yeah. yeah, that's what I feel like. I feel like I feel like Scooter has all the oranges. Where Kermit was made with green yeah. and like <laughs> yellow mixed with green. Like they had like, to use the eight that they were given. Scooter has that like yellow orange and uh-huh. whatever orange doesn't come in the regular 20 pack or whatever, 10 pack, 12 pack. Yeah. I don't know how many crayons there are. 24 pack. It's probably 24. I don't remember. Roy G. Biv. Roy G. Biv. 
It's definitely not that, just that. That's what you get at a restaurant with just those wax crayons. Oh, you're handed like red and, <laughs> yeah, and the, the, the blue immediately breaks, so now you, all you have is red. That's it. Oh, God, yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. All right, you can move us on. Moving right along to the next we really have, fun skit. Yes, we had another um, experience with Veterinarian's Hospital. This one was funny. It was so good. I This was like, and it opens with Ralph like huffing. This is one of the first episodes where I felt like, wow, this is really a variety show. Or at least yes. a sketch show. Sketch yeah. and variety. It was a variety show. It felt, it felt like, a like a variety show. It like a perfect show. mix. The perfect blend of everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, almost the perfect blend. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that, yeah. Because yikes. But. So, I love how um, Ralph was huffing the gas and he yeah. called it joy juice. Uh-huh. And then he, like, <laughs> I loved he it. He pretended it was a walkie-talkie <laughs> at one point before he threw it down. I was like, I could use some joy juice right now. I got so much anxiety. That was, it was really, really funny. And I, I love the way that, like. Uh, Piggy and Janice don't break character in this. They mm-hmm. are performing as his nurses and all that. Janice's mouth is hilarious. When she opens it and Her laughs at the end, so I love it. I don't understand <laughs> like what was going through their heads when they made this Muppet with no eyes. She's a cool Muppet. Huge lips, a uvula. Yeah. Like, she's such an interesting... She almost She's groovy. She, she is straight up groovy. If, if you had to say that it, what kind of animal would... She if she was crafted after an animal, what animal would you think? Oh, that's so hard. Is she like a lizard or is she a camel? No. Oh, camel. Because I think she kind of looks like a camel to me. Why would you say lizard? I don't know because because like the size of her head and like get definitely camel. I don't see I don't get lizard at all, Dougie. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like camel kangaroo. Like I was definitely thinking marsupial oh, like mammal. A, okay. Yeah. I can see like a kangaroo to a degree. Yeah, the coloring. But I think mm-hmm. you're right with camel. She almost she, she almost looks like Joe Camel meets like Manson era hippie. Mm-hmm. You know, like skip skip the war. Yeah, she's definitely a member of the family. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh oh. <laughs> She's definitely mm-hmm. a member of the family. Have you ever read the book, uh, the Manson book by Jeff Quinn? No. I highly recommend it. Yeah. It is one of the best it's one of the best books of that era that I've ever read. Mm-hmm. It's so good and it's so well done. And it's it's technically it's about Manson, but it's really not about Manson. It's like about the time yeah. and about like what was going on during that time. That's cool. It's really good. It's That's really, really good. Cool. But yeah, I definitely think Janice is a part of the. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. She's yeah. definitely done some shit. He's and dead now, now right? He finally Charles Manson kicked died the buck? like maybe a year yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah. And he got married with that X on his head and everything, or whatever oh, was on his head. What a fucking. Was it a Nazi swastika? No, I think it was just or an a, X. I don't a, remember. Like a. What a crazy bat! <laughs> Do you think? Um, you know, what is wrong with those? Okay, I have a lot to say about, I, I, look, I'm not sitting here saying, oh, the binary, bah, 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 but I have had a lot of issues with men in my life, but, like, there's a crazy type of woman that I cannot get behind, and that type of woman is the kind of woman that marries Charles Manson, I, I or, don't like, get crazy-ass that. guys who yes. are in jail she was like for, like, murdering and raping people, Yeah, and they're like, oh, yeah, I love him. Uh-huh. And, like, okay, every time they make a Ted Bundy movie, oh God. the actor that plays Ted Bundy is, like, pined over. And they're like, oh, my God. 
Oh, didn't Zach? Uh, yeah, yeah. Zach Efron just played Ted. Bundy. He is dreamy though. But even like, coming from a lesbian, I'm like, woo. <laughs> he could get it <laughs> as long as he doesn't talk to me. But anyway, um, at the dance, I digress. At the dance. This was another good at the dance. It was very funny. There was a talking banana. Why was there a banana dancing with the rat? Oh, I loved my it, God. So, it was so 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 much. So 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 funny. Wait, no, we skipped the French bread. Did we skip the French bread? Yeah, because See, on here it doesn't give me that breakdown like because, you have here. Well, because I know because I noticed the banana, but I was also like, oh my god, okay, I got to tell you something about me, which you probably know. Uh-oh. I love like food that has been made like has been like anaphomorphized is that how you say An- that anthropomorphized yeah like yeah. i love food with like eyes and little eyebrows i always and, love like, when they do them on like the henson muppets do this a lot where it's like on a stick yeah like a hot dog with like a little mouth or whatever i love the way that. they did the bananas hilarious to me but you're right we missed hilda yeah, so Hilda, we're going to rewind a little bit. We're going to take our VHS, and we're going to just, like, rewind a bit and go back to Hilda and Charles Aznavour. Aznavour? How do you say it? Aznavour. Aznavour. I am drinking a beer right now. I'm going to just let you guys know I'm drinking a uh, Vermont IPA, and, uh, yeah, I can't pronounce words anymore. Okay, so, yeah, so, and basically Hilda lays out all of this food, and she's like, oh, here's some French bread for you. And he's like, I don't think that that's French bread. And, of course, it cuts to the bread. And it has eyes and a he's mouth. He's like, oh, la la, yeah. uh, loaf of French bread. <laughs> yes. Very that. <laughs> like, if it could have a cigarette hanging out of its mouth, they would have done that, it's, too. Oh, and a beret. It, yes. If this was late night TV, it definitely would have had it a cigarette. It was a stereotype. Yes. So, anyway, then we moved to At the Dance with the Banana. At the dance, we had the banana. We had we got to see George dancing with Mildred. Or anything of other? Oh, and um, Animal and his dancing partner. I do not know her name, but did you pay attention to that? It was a callback to a couple episodes ago. She was talking about how how she hates dancing with. Oh him yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Horrible because all he does is she looks her. like a basic white girl. Yeah, as that's the only way I can describe her. her as name a is Muppet. Jennifer. Oh, I'm going to assume. Yeah, I went to school with 27 Jennifers. <laughs> that feels that feels like it could be her name. Yeah. Her name is Jennifer. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty funny. Can I tell you a really sad story? <laughs> Every time I see a, a banana, I think of this. So when I was in the third grade, my teacher, Mrs. Weintraub, hated my guts, and she liked other people. And there used to be this bulletin board in the back of the classroom called the Top Banana. And every <laughs> single person got to be the Top Banana and put, like, something about their family and, like, pictures up on the wall and some people were the top banana twice, and I never got to be you the fucking the top, top banana. banana once? Not yeah. even once. Oh, Not even Megan. once. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Isn't that terrible? Yeah. Yeah, a tragedy. You're, to- you're, you're my top banana, man. Oh, thank you. All right. So, <laughs> I had the dance. It was great. Wait, also, did you notice that George wasn't like Parkinson shaking? No, yeah. He, he yeah, he was like, is, like normal. Moving so much. He, he like looks weird when he dances. Oh, while George. we're doing at the dance. I think you should bring up that point that you mentioned while we were watching it, that you do not think that that is Miss oh, Piggy. Oh, let's talk about this. Okay. So there's two Piggies. There's Frank Oz Piggy, and then who's the other guy? Something Hunt? Richard Hunt. Richard Hunt? Yes. And um, Frank Oz Piggy is never with, like, that pig, the other pig with, like, the yeah. beady eyes. I want to say his name is Henry. Yeah. I so don't know that that's a fact. This is but... the 70s. Mm-hmm. And... 
in the 70s, I think there was a huge fad with sitcoms about there being like the same actor, act, I'll say actress, because that's what mm-hmm. they called them at the time, the same actress playing two different characters. Like in Bewitched, like uh, Samantha yes. played her cousin Serena, and mm-hmm. she just wore, wore like a little black pussycat wig. Yeah. And then Jeannie, I think, had one. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Jeannie or like, like an evil Jeannie. And it was always identical cousins. Yes. So. My theory is that this is Piggy's identical cousin. I I think you're right. Yeah. I think you've cracked it. And that's why she's always dancing with this other dude and why she Her does not sound right. Her voice is never the same. Right. Yeah. She doesn't, yeah, it's definitely like if we say Piggy parts her hair down the middle, they move it. They, she gets yes. a side no, part it's and true. this is a new character. Exactly. Yeah. And her voice is different. And she's always with a random guy. Well, she's yeah. this one guy. Which, mm-hmm. who, who's probably, she's married to or something. Yeah, because it's not, it's not our Piggy. Well, I don't this think they're married because I think she asked him a question. Mm-hmm. That it was like, if you guys are married, you know that about each other. But also, like, in the 70s, I don't know. So you're not sure if the question was too personal or not personal enough. Yeah, like, I always imagine, like, I don't want to say old-timey, but I'm going to say old-timey, like, Mm -hmm. hetero relationships. Like, did the man and woman, like, really know each other? They didn't even sleep in the same bed. Yeah, it's like, on a friend level. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you're best friends with your wife. Yeah. Like, best friends. Yes. Like, like, you guys, yes. Mostly everything. Yeah, yeah. And if you, like, answered a question for her or, Mm -hmm. like, said something, I would never think, Doug, you're being, like, mansplaining or whatever. Like, Uh you guys are, like, two peas in a pod, best, best of friends. And, like, I feel like a lot of lesbian relationships are like that because, like, two women. Like, I can't can't explain it. So, like, when I look back at, like, old-timey straight relationships, and and I say that, but, like, my parents were best friends and they were straight. Mm -hmm. Uh, But but it's really interesting. So, it's like, I can't tell. It's like, are they newlyweds and just getting to know each other? Like, did they, like, jump the gun because she was pregnant and, like, they had to get married (laughs) before she had the baby? Like, Uh who knows what their story is? You know. Are they just now discovering each other, or yeah, are they newly together? Yeah, exactly. They're just dating. All right. <laughs> anyway, so now I have I have in my notes it says not really piggy dot 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 <laughs> piggy's cousin. <laughs> That's what my notes say. And then after it says jug band exclamation yes, point. We go to our UK spot where we best hear, UK spot I've ever seen. Does your chewing gum lose its flavor? On and the Duck knew rest. that song. You don't know this song? No. Okay, so I had a cassette tape that while I, so I was going over the notes before we watched this episode and I was like, oh wow, the UK spot doesn't suck this week. I know this song. Oh my God. And um, I had a cassette tape as a kid that was like, I don't know if it was like jokey kid songs or what like the yeah. premise of it was. But it definitely wasn't kids bop though, right? No. Pre-kids bop. Pre-kids bop. So it had this song on it. It had like the one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow purple, yellow polka dot bikini. That she wore for the first time. And it had all these like kind of like it probably had campy. Like, uh, what is that song? It had, probably had like Camp Granada on it. Oh, you yeah. know, Hello Mada. Hello, Hello Fada. Yeah. So right, it yeah, was definitely it. an irritating cassette tape, I imagine. Yeah, but fun as hell. So yeah, I knew this song. <laughs> and I was kind of excited. So tell us how it goes. Sing it, Doug. In the jug band voice. You you could do that voice with tooth. <laughs> put your get your tooth out, Doug. You put me on such such a spot. Does your chewing gum lose its flavor on the bedpost overnight? When your mother says don't chew it, do you swallow it in spite? I love it. It was it was actually really really fun. Yeah, and I, I love that jug band. Loved, and it was kind of like Americana. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, as they, a they gave a flavor to it. They really did. So it's like UK spot, but it's like a peek into Americana. And yeah. think about it. Like the Beatles and even the Stones were kind of like obsessed with like American country Western. Yeah. Even though they weren't country Western bands. Like John Lennon came out with those like country-esque twangy songs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even the Rolling Stones have a little bit of songs like that here and there. Yeah. And then a new British invasion, my favorite British invasion, New Wave and oh, Dark I Wave. Say, um, I love One shitty. Direction. I love shitty New Wave music. Oh, like, shitty New Wave is a lot of fun. Oh my Good god, New Wave is amazing, but shitty New Wave is a lot of fun. So still. the director of my graduate program, he is from England, and uh-huh. um, he I forget, but in like the intro week, he had he was talking to us, and he mentioned like, well, it's not like everything sounds the same, like you know, in the '80s with those British bands, and I was like, <clears throat> excuse me. How dare you? How dare you? Fuck you, you, sir. Fuck you, sir. Don't give a shit. They really did all sound just about the same. Yeah, I know, but I still love them. So while we're on the topic of the period, I have a couple notes for you. Have you. your period? I have my period. Our top five songs, we've switched now. Now okay. we're in January, so we kind of have a cool jump where there's some new blood in the oh, zeitgeist good. for me to go over with you. Our top five songs are "Daz" by Brick, "You Don't Have to Be You Don't Have to Be a Star" by Marilyn McCoo and Billy Davis Jr. "Car Wash" by Working Rose Royce. Car Wash, first song I know. I on wish this list. by Stevie Wonder. I know and that. You make me feel like dancing by Leo. Oh, Sarah. I know this That's too. That's all the rules. Yeah, it does. You make me feel like dancing. dancing anyway. uh, our number one movie at the box office. Are you ready? Is the sequel to Benji called "For the Love of Benji"? Oh God! So this Benji is like pre-Arabad. Benji sniffs out a bogus CIA agent in Athens. What Greece. kind of dog was Benji? Benji was like a little mutt dog. Yeah. I don't know. And now this is exactly what I'm talking with classism. Mm-hmm. The newer, the newer dog movies it went from Benji, who was a mutt. Mm-hmm. Then it goes to what Beethoven, who was a purebred, and yeah. then it goes to Airbrett. Airbred. Airbud, who is definitely a purebred golden. Oh, yeah, a purebred golden retriever that like What kind of dog sparked. you have that have that is also like one of those I was thinking about this the other day. I don't know why. Again, because we were talking about classism mm-hmm. the other day regarding the muppets, but I guess regarding, you know, the 70s versus now. And it's like explicit versus implicit classism, you know uh-huh. what I mean? We don't have explicit classism in a way um, like that Indian India used to with cl- the class caste system. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We have very implicit, sorry, caste systems. And I think what kind of dog you have is definitely oh, yeah. a tell. Because if you have like a terrier, like an American bulldog mm-hmm. or one of those butch ass dogs, yeah. that is very blue collar. Uh-huh. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but it's it's these like cultural tells. And I think in a movie like Benji, it's like the playing field is sort of even. It still yeah. has that idea of like the story is about a dog, not the type of dog yeah. and the, all that. Yeah, it doesn't matter what type of dog you are. You can, yeah. you know. So, I mean, Homeward Bound, I think, had a couple of dogs. But I think, like, the main, the Kermit character, because I'm sorry to tell you, but 
Homer Bound had a, car- a Kermit, and by that I mean the leader dog. Shadow. And I think Shadow was a purebred. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And the goofy one was like a terrier. Chance. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And then there was Sassy. And I'm just saying. The Sassy was a purebred cat also. These are Sassy was all, a show cat, you yes, can tell. These are all implicit ways of mentioning classism in media. I have one more fun thing. <laughs> I made it not fun. <laughs> <laughs> I have one more fun thing. Do you know, on the day this episode aired, January 15th, 1977, the very first Conehead sketch aired this <gasps> evening as well. Oh my God, we drank massive amounts of beer. I love that. And you know what? The first time I ever saw a weirdo, like the cans when you opened a beer used to be so different. Yes. And the first Bizarre. time I ever saw what that looked like was on the Conehead sketch. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell? The cans almost had like no lip to them. <laughs> and it was like almost like a... You have to like pull it back and I think this whole top part comes off. Yeah. It's kind of almost like a can of beans. Yeah. Like it's more reminiscent of that than of the pop can like we have It was really now. weird. Okay, so that brings us to our talk spot. Talk spot. Okay, this blazer, have to say, Charles was wearing this amazing sort of, sm- I would call it a smoking blazer. Yeah. And he was probably wearing smoking shoes. And by that, do you know what I mean? Like those slip-on. Mm-hmm. Like loafers. Yeah, loafers. But not For like sure. business loafers. Yeah. No, like um, still classy, but like it's like when you change playful. And, you have guests over. Yes. You've had some bourbon. Mm-hmm. This is what you, I imagine the seventies. You're at the, the, you're at the like. drink cart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Den, yeah, you've come home from work. You're not wearing. Walk down to that couch that's built into the floor. Ex- your sunken <laughs> couch that you have. Yeah, Up you're making down some the drinks. two stairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're about to ask the other couple that's staying over with yeah. for drinks right now. If I they want love to, uh, it. If you, yeah, if they want to swing. <laughs> they want to swing with you. Yeah, yeah. This, is the, this is all the picture that we're painting here. <laughs> I love that, actually. The talk spot this episode was interesting. Okay, so I have a lot to say about this. So it's all about how um, uh, Frenchmen can, you know, pick up women with whatever they say in yes. French. Yes. And they use Piggy as an example. Uh-huh. So he calls Piggy over and he says some random bullshit in her ear and she's all melty about it. And then. And then, of course, that all he said, he, he <laughs> had told Kermit that it translated to basically like. My she's car. Leak yeah. And her muffler is bad, whatever kind of thing. And then he like says numbers in her ear mm-hmm. and she melts and, um, you know. Then Kermit says, one man's poison is another man's bacon. Yeah. And Piggy comes back and he hits, she he, she does the hi-ya! So before all that happens, a, a weird thing happens. So Piggy's like quivering and like writhing on him. And then she turns and kisses him a whole bunch. And then she runs off. And Charles, I don't know, this is weird to me. Because it seems as though his plan maybe backfired to a degree. Because he seems now enamored by Piggy as yeah, well. Yeah, he likes Piggy now. So I think it's kind of interesting that it turned from him trying to just show how, like, she can be putty in his hand. Yeah, but I almost don't think that. Because if you think about, like, French culture and, like, the the sort of, you know... F- You're running, like, the Pepe Le Pew of it all, right? Ugh, well, that's... Isn't Pepe Le Pew canceled? Yeah, that is. means you can't bring him up as an I example. Can't bring no, him I'm up. kidding. <laughs> kidding. You can't remember him. <laughs> it's I don't. Who was know, he? It's always remember, but it's 
you should definitely Definitely forget. forget. (laughs) That's the new slogan. No, but like in French culture, it's like even though um, promiscuity and like uh, I don't I I drink a beer or two. I'm not going to lie. So I can't think of words. What's it called when you cheat on? Somebody was like infidelity. Yeah, thank you. Even though like infidelity, it's like it's like a thing, but it's like not a thing. But it also like the French like to be a French lover, you're not just playing the woman. You actually feel that passion. Uh And I feel like that's kind of what he was doing. Like he was like, oh, no, I am. So he played the part so hard that he actually did fall. He actually did fall and he felt the passion. And then Kermit was dick. Kermit with Kermit's dismissiveness of Piggy is getting. He deserved, when he got hit after he said that, yeah. I was like, good. He yeah. deserved it because what a jerk. Yeah, one man's Like, poison. Kermit the Frog at this point is driving a Ford F-150 or like a Dodge Diesel with those big, you know what I'm talking about? Like those mm-hmm. big pipes coming out the top Talk with nuts. the ball so- sack. Yeah, uh-huh. hanging down the bottom. And yeah, like he is a bro like that to me right now. Yeah, I'm it's just very like, weird no. to- I'm very surprised that we are coming to a point watching this show where we're like Kermit sucks. Through talking with when it comes we're to like, Piggy, Kermit, Kermit sucks, and Piggy deserves better. Piggy deserves better, and like the bacon joke was that really necessary? Yeah. Like all the pig discrimination in this show, the pig discrimination and the and the jokes of like eating her. She's pork chop. She's bacon. She's whatever. Is really weird when then... And they're not talking about eating her in, like, a fun, like, funny, sexual way. They're talking about, like, she's, you know, she's yeah. lower than, like, she's less than. Like, she's butchered yeah. and processed. Yeah. They, uh... It's, but it's so weird because, like, one of the whole plots of the, the Muppet movies, he's being chased by that dude who owns... The meat, operates yeah. a frog leg franchise, mm-hmm. like, where he, he makes french fried frog legs... And Kermit's so, you know, like, gulp. Like, he's so worried for his life with that. that. And that movie is so good, and for the Patreon, we'll do that. But it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, you know, you're not the, you know, Kermit's not the victim, but he becomes the victim in that movie. Mm -hmm. And he's like, he's kind of the abuser. It'll make me, it makes me curious to see if this ever pivots, and we stop teasing Piggy for her species and then it's it's interesting to watch the muppet babies too and it's like we watched the episode where like their tv breaks and they do this imaginary tv shows and it was cute Mm -hmm. but um you know piggy's on there and she does a poem on the johnny carson show about you know them getting married and kermit's like oh you don't have to talk about that with everybody piggy and it's like you're totally unsure if he's like yeah i like you in secret and private Uh versus you know if i don't like you yeah it's weird. He is so wishy-washy. It bothers me so much. <laughs> it bothers me. <laughs> well, after our talk spot, where do we go, Megan? Where do we go, my lovely? Um, I want to know. Gonzo's voice is nice. That's my note. <laughs> Gonzo's voice is nice. And then it says Gonzo. No, talk spot here, Piggy. Says, oh. Piggy. No, no, no. This is all okay. my opinions. Because here, my next is that we go on to our panel discussion. Oh. And the panel discussion topic is, what is a man's role in the universe? And this is one of those broad questions that they love to do on these. And our panel is, 
Sam the American Eagle. Oh no, I have Gonzo dressed as a woman. Is what that actually so says. So Gonzo goes to drag. That's what happens before backstage. This then, right? Yeah. Okay. Gonzo's in drag. Sorry, I really couldn't read that. I'm like, what the fuck does that say? It's like I wrote in shorthand. Oh, Gonzo dresses. I see. Gonzo as dresses a a, as a woman, and it's not good. I mean, he would never make it on uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, ever. Scooter tells him that, like, oh, what will be funny is if you dress as a woman. I don't get that. Well, it's interesting, too, because it's like I felt like when I first started rewatching The Muppets with you, I was like, this is so Elizabethan. It's very Shakespearean. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And it's like all these men are, you know, talking, speaking as women. So I thought it was kind of interesting. It's like, oh, okay, he's dressing as a woman. Yes, that is a type of high art, depending upon, you know, what art scene you're in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's very subversive. And the content. You know, but I mean, what... I will tell you that Scooter is not a good manager because the wig Gonza was wearing was not a lace front. It did not look good. His dress was shit. It was like, and and guess what? Hil- I know Hilda is a good costume designer, but you know what takes a good manager is good direction. Mm-hmm. So you need to give the costume designer good direction. Plus, I, I know Wanda has a bunch of dresses backstage. Oh, that would fit that, Gonzo yes. perfectly. Yeah. I think this all comes down to what I suggested before. I think Gonzo has hired Scooter as a fucking ploy to, if this fails, it's because my manager fucked oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I He's too... All... Well, Gonzo is obviously extremely insecure. And also, mm-hmm. he takes things very, very, very literally, which yeah. makes me also feel like, and I really don't mean this in, like, a way that I'm going to get canceled, but you know, having a sort of stepson like this is maybe he's on the spectrum. And I don't, I I literally just don't mean that like Mm -hmm. in a negative way at all. It's just that he takes things extremely literally. I think that that could be where they do take this character eventually. Because his whole thing is that he's off. He's a weirdo. He's got like, they they don't know how to pinpoint what it is that makes him different from other people. Yes. He is deep down different. He is. There's something that is unlike everyone else about him. And he knows it and he can't express it. Mm-hmm. And no one can tell him what it is either or help yeah. him diagnose it. Yes. And I think you're right. Yeah. And it's like, look, somebody like Temple Grandin is autistic. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's a... Ma- I actually just read today. And by read, I mean while you went back to get the charger, mm-hmm. I watched TikTok and learned that the creator of Pokemon is autistic. Really? And he was kind of upset. Because, you know, there's like... Like, even Alex is like this, my stepson. That's he's, what the collect them all He's very from, focused huh? on certain things. So Alex is obsessed with vehicles, mm-hmm. especially airplanes. And apparently the creator of Pokemon was obsessed with bugs and something else. Video games. Mm-hmm. Bugs and video games. So he created Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And po- now everybody's obsessed with Pokemon. And that it's is like amazing. thing in, like, an autistic behavior in some cases. Yeah. This, like... Hyper focus and collect and, like, and gather yeah. and have a full you know like yeah and you like know everything about that and and you know what maybe there wasn't enough information about it in the seventies that people mm-hmm. were like what's wrong with Gonzo and yeah. maybe also like back to my theory about Jim Henson is that. You know, maybe people didn't understand Jim Henson growing up. And maybe in Jim Henson's early, you know, teen years and early 20s, like, he had failure to launch. And he was like, Mm -hmm. I don't understand the rest of the world. And the rest of the world doesn't understand me. And it's like, I just want to play with puppets. And I just want to create these things. And everybody's telling me that they don't understand my bit. And that's kind of also what I think Gonzo is. Yeah. 
I really do think that every one of these Muppets is a piece of Jim, Jim Henson's brain. And then, and then as like new characters come into play, that has to do with his collaborations. But I feel like the original yeah. bulk of them, yeah. it's a, they're a part Rolf, of him. Kermit. Yeah. 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 For sure. I dig that. And then we have um, another one of these talk show situations. Mm-hmm. What is this again? So the question is, um, panel roll, discussion. it's a panel discussion. So the, the question this time is, the last one I remember is, was Francis Bacon Shakespeare? Yeah. And there was a lot of those pig jokes. But this one is, what's man's role in the universe? Mm-hmm. And this one was actually quite funny. And the, the I think the difference was, was that the guest wasn't on this panel discussion. It was yes. just Muppets. Yeah. I think that they figured that perhaps this is a better use of that. Oh, yeah. Because... And I agree. When they had Florence Henderson, she played... She was herself, in theory, right? It, when they did it with Rita Moreno, she played a character. Yeah. So they tried maybe both Wait, sides didn't they do it with um, Ruth Buzzy, too? It did not work with Ruth, Ruth Buzzy. Ruth Buzzy played a character as well. It did not no. work with Ruth Buzzy. But this one, we had Sam the Eagle, we had Mildred, we had Sam, Hilda, excuse me, Sam the American it. Eagle. That was bizarre that they He was introduced like, like that. that, yeah. He looked so weird. And Gonzo took everything, like, way too literally. So, yeah, this all goes back to your, you know, you not, know. Yeah, people not understanding him. And then, like, Hilda was very funny, though, in this, I thought. Yeah, she got in a few little jokes that she liked. They called and, it a Hilda ha-ha-ha or something yeah, like that. And Mildred did not think she was yeah, funny. Yeah, they introduced Mildred as uh, Mildred Hackstatter. M.A., Ph.D., O.B.E., and R.S.V.P., which I thought was quite funny yeah and we had to look up what obe was and it's uh the the order of the british empire <laughs> I I'm like, you, I thought you had it written down I i'm I looking didn't. i just have roll because i know hilda said you can enroll in the university yeah she was really <laughs> trying to like find wordplay it was funny but like they never kind of get to the topic which no. i think is funny with this no, stuff. It just and wanders. the questions are very kind of deep and mm, they're huge. yeah they really are What's man's place? And and Sam the Eagle actually answers it very seriously, and he answers it in this like very like pick yourself up by your bootstraps, like very Protestant, mm-hmm. very I like those who help themselves. Massachusetts and, colony, yeah, yeah, definitely that. Yeah, definitely, definitely that. I thought it was interesting when we ended this bit, and the the sketch was over. They showed the audience again, and you could very clearly oh, see Sam the Sam Eagle the Eagle's in, in the, the audience. audience. Sam the Eagle is in the audience. It was so they funny. They were not thinking. They used the same audience uh-huh. sort of flash for every single audience reel. And it then was he- like they looked at the episode and they're like, oh, this one's only 21 minutes. We got to fill in with some, uh, <laughs> some little pieces here and there. And then what I thought was interesting about this episode is the next bit is Fozzie. And I think that this is the first time we even see Fozzie this entire episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Fozzie does another, you know. Stand-up routine. Stand-up routine Statler so and Waldorf are heckling him, and they love him. And then, but Statler and Waldorf in this one, they end up doing his jokes mm-hmm. for him, which was kind yeah. They were of, reciting his jokes at him, almost. and he was he was so sort of um, like he had no idea what to do. Mm-hmm. Like he was taken, you know, by surprise. He had, he was disarmed. He was like, all right. Uh. I noticed that I like Fozzie's tie. They're sort of like bullseyes, but they're pink. They're they're like. They're like a, a lighter magenta and then a deeper magenta in his tie, which is like an off-white, whitish silk polyester. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find it. I don't it's have fake a picture silk. It's definitely it. not real. But 
waka waka. I hate what's that in uh, Muppet Babies when he's like waka waka and he laughs like Fran Drescher in Muppet Babies, <laughs> but not even good. Like yeah. Fran Drescher's laugh is hilarious in The Nanny, and Fozzie's laugh in and I hate. First of all, also I just want to mention to you, Skeeter is dead to me. Skeeter is so fucking mean to Fozzie. Let's, let's finish off this right, episode right. and then we'll talk about the Muppet Babies, Ugh. okay? Because all we have left is one last thing to talk about, and it's the Inchworm song. That Charles uh, Aznavar sang by himself. That's all I have left here. What do you have? You are... I can't read my own handwriting. It says you are... Aromatic? That doesn't make any sense. No, (laughs) try to read my handwriting. It doesn't make any sense. It's like I wrote in shorthand and I can't remember. Authentic? Authentic, probably, it says. No, it doesn't. Okay. You and your... Arithmetic. Oh, this arithmetic. Was, this is from Inchworm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So the Inchworm was really cute. It was cute, but it was weird. The, like, the kids in the classroom in the back doing four and four is a... It was very, like, Pink Floyd to me. Like, the, the kids in the went in the in a brick in the wall. And that, know? like, shadowy perspective mm-hmm. in the back. It's just like... You... Eight and eight is sixteen. Yeah. It was 16 weird. And, 16 and then, But what I 32. did like about this is that the caterpillar Muppet sort of crawls in between Charles... Charles's hand fingers and it's like you can see like the little stick but it's and really kind of so cute fluid like yeah. it looks like a real being in his hand yeah. this song was kind of a snoozer but the whole, no this the was whole a production snoozer. of it was kind of cool it was it was it was good and also boring mm-hmm. it's not a good way to end a show and I just wrote crazy blazer because at the end of the show oh yeah he had a wild nights, blazer he, a really he looked like blazer. okay he looked like a wrestler. Like, who's the heart guy slapping... Bret Hart. Bret Hart. Snapping to a Slim Jim. Who's the heart guy? He had that, like, electric... Oh, you're thinking of Macho Man Randy oh, Savage. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking of Macho Man Randy Savage. Okay, I'm sorry. How do you speak like that? It's like, it's so hard for you to talk. If it were that hard for me to talk, I would not speak. <laughs> it does feel like he's got, uh... I don't know. He's really stressing. Yeah. To... It's like you're, the veins in, in the sides of your neck are just bulging out, and they're just going to burst open. You're just going to bleed out your neck. So I'm trying to find some stuff it here. was It was a really good episode, but the ending was was cute at first, but there was no build, and it was quite boring. And I almost wish they were like, we have a Muppet lookalike for you. I never thought I would say that. Yeah, <laughs> it needed something. It was definitely yeah, struggling. Or like, bring back the French bread, or bring back the banana. Well, like, they did bring the bread back. They did not bring the bread back. Yes, he had the, he had the bread with him. Oh, he had he the bread. he was leaving for some reason. Oh, okay. He said it was the best bread he ever had, something, of, something to that okay. effect. All right, all right. It was okay. But I, it could have been better, the ending of that show. Oh, it absolutely could have been better. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, I was like, Doug, let's watch the Muppet Babies. So we fired up that bootleg Blu-ray that I got. Muppet Babies. The song Before is still Megan great. Before came over, I looked up, like, the top ten, according to whomever, yeah, episodes 10, of Muppet Babies. According and to BuzzFeed, of course. Someone right? said... <laughs> The I Want My Muppet TV episode. And I was like looking at the premise and I'm like, I feel like I have seen this one. Oh, like, I definitely saw that episode. It's definitely a fun idea on paper. But in execution, it was kind of overlong and exhausting. The pacing is so slow. You have to be 
a baby to like it. I guess because they are just like drilling home this idea that they're doing a parody of Star Trek. And it's just like, I did not need that much of any of those bits. Mm -mm. But think about it when you're a kid and you are new to the world and you don't know anything. It's like how many times do you have to be like reminded so that you even realize it's a bit. It's like how what's the demographic? I mean, it was on Nick Jr. It was aired in reruns on Nick Jr. And even that kind of surprised me because I did get a few laughs out of some of the references and jokes. Yeah. Like when uh, Gonzo is Spock, that's very funny. And when you look at what Nick Jr. is nowadays, and it's Dora the Explorer saying, like, what color is the tree? Yeah. Yeah, it's like... That's right. Yeah. Yellow. You know, like shit like that where you're just like, oh, God. Yeah. I mean, this was great compared to that, Mm -hmm. but the pacing is still for kids. Like, little, little kids. And being an adult and watching it, it's, it's... it doesn't work. It's very difficult. However, watching the Rugrats still holds up. It does. Like, I I was like, I will, after watching that other episode of Rugrats with mm-hmm. you, I'm like, I want Paramount Plus so that I can watch the Rugrats because I actually really, really, really like the Rugrats. <laughs> well, like, a lot. Well, if they're listening and they want to gift you a subscription. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. I would, like, <laughs> I would be mortified if somebody did that. I'd be like, ah. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, if Paramount oh, get, get Oh, oh, I was going to say, if somebody could give me their password and email address. Yeah, I guess I could like, do that, too. Yeah. But. No, 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 no. I mean, I can pay for it eventually if I want to. But. It was it was really weird, though, because it's not, it's not paced very well. The opening, like, the... The theme song opening is very Grease, which is very, like, 70s loves the 50s. Yeah. Yes. And I like that. Like, nah. It's like, it's like Elton John. Nah. Nah, 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 nah. Which I can't wait till we get yes. to the episode, by the way. Crocodile Rock. I want to see. I hear you typing on your iPad. Who wrote the Muppet Babies theme song for that exact Jeffrey reason. something was the director or the creator of Muppet Babies, right? Not Epstein. It says it was Jeffrey Epstein, Megan. Oh, God. That's not good. No. <laughs> Jeffrey Scott. Jeffrey Scott. Not is he related to Adam Scott? Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to find out who wrote that song just because I am really curious. Na, 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 na. In the second season of the show, that's the problem. What? That episode was an hour long. We sat there the for an hour. The episodes were extended to 60 minute episodes. Oh my! No wonder why we were dying. Because I yeah. was like, I was like, let's just watch it because we'll only be here for like, you know, half hour. Because Mup, I mean, uh, Rugrats, we watched that. That yes. went by, you know. And there's two episodes in yeah. one episode of Rugrats, and they're each 15 minutes, which was what a cartoon should be, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Two 15 minute shorts. Perfect. Excellent, Megan. I'm really glad that we were able to watch some Muppet Babies. I feel like we got that a little bit out of your system. Yeah, we definitely did. So we'll have to go to a different, um, you know, Jim Henson something or other for our Patreon. Yeah. (laughs) And by the Patreon, we mean this. (laughs) We watched the Muppets. And it was great. And I love the Muppets. And you know what? I think the Muppets really have sort of paved the road for a lot of really other fun things to happen. Mm Mm-hmm. God, I can't imagine a parallel universe without the Muppets. Our episode next week is the Harvey Corman episode. I don't know who that is. Harvey Corman, Megan. Tell me about him, Doug. It Tell is. me about it, Doug. Dun, 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 dun. <clears throat> Better shape up. 
Harvey Corman was, is, an actor. I love how you're like, was, and then you're like, I'm is. I'm like working on it. Wikipedia, I... you're like, is. <laughs> oh my god, I definitely mistook who Harvey Corman was. Oh. I thought he was someone else. Oh. Okay, so Harvey Corman was on Mama's Family. He was on The Carol Burnett Show. He was in the Star Wars Holiday Special. Uh-oh, which you have He's on VHS. All over the place. We should watch that as a Muppets thing. That should be on the wheel, Doug. Harvey a, Corman. Yes, I have a, a VHS, dirty DVD thank you. of it. Oh, Harvey Corman was a lanky, popular TV comedian, lanky. comedy veteran with a flair for broad comic characterizations who shone for a decade as a leading man in Second Banana. Second Banana? He died it in 2008, so he oh. is no longer with us. Rest in peace, Harvey Corman. So we will watch his episode next week of The Muppet Show. Uh, if you want to follow along with us on Instagram and Twitter, we are at ITTWTM. <laughs> I think that's the fastest I got. Yes. It's time to watch The Muppets. We've watched The Muppets. We thank you for listening to us talk about thank how to watch you. The Muppets. And thank you for listening to us to talk about classism and uh, the Jersey Shore. The Jersey Shore. Um, whatever else we feel like talking about. Children's Choice in the 1990s. Yeah. The Rugrats. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, which we didn't even talk about that we watched that uh, Muppet Babies episode and there was a full clip from the Ghostbusters. Oh my god, one of the stock images was Slimer. Bizarre. I love it. I love it. Thank you for listening to our show. Thank you. Until next week.